Good evening, investors. I hope you had a great Tuesday and welcome back to the channel. If you're new here, we make daily recaps keeping you up to date on the market. If that sounds way easier than reading countless articles, hit the subscribe below so you don't miss out. And now, let's get into the recap. The S&P 500 closed the day down 1.16% to a price of $4,119.58. The energy sector was hammered hard, down 4.3%, as the woes in the banking sector hurt oil demand expectations. All 23 constituents in the energy sector select fund closed the day down, most of which were well over 4%. The financial sector was also hit hard, with only four of the 73 constituents closing the day up. The KBW NASDAQ Bank Index closed the day down 4.47%, and regional banks were hit especially hard and continued to be sold down heavily. U.S. Bank was down 7%, Truist Financial Corp. was down 7.6%, and both Comerica and Zion's Bancor were down well over 10% on the day. Even the big four banks were down on average 2.8% at close. The worst hit bank today was undoubtedly PacWest Bancor, which was initially sold down 38% in early trading before rebounding slightly. The shares of the regional bank finished off the day down 28%. Moving to our market headlines, Coinbase popped 2% today as news broke that the company is launching its international exchange as Representative Patrick McHenry announced crypto legislation will be put forward for a House vote in the next couple months. The company is still down roughly 13% in the last week as top executives are being sued for dumping shares before revealing negative information about the stock right after the company's direct listing two years ago, and more recently, another lawsuit against Coinbase's excessive storage of biometric data was made public yesterday night. On the other hand, Apple and Google have announced an informal partnership to lead the push for industry regulation to address unwanted user tracking. Coincidentally, Microsoft has announced a privacy-focused version of ChatGPT, most likely to stay ahead of future regulations. In a surprising turn of events, Representatives AOC and Matt Gates have teamed up to push a bipartisan bill to ban members of Congress from owning or trading stocks. The bill is very similar to the Preventing Elected Leaders from Owning Securities and Investments, or Pelosi Act, that was proposed earlier this year. Sadly, Nordstrom announced that they are closing all their stores in downtown San Francisco, citing that the city has become unsafe for customers, retailers, and employees. And lastly, Jenny Craig has decided to trim the fat announcing a new round of layoffs and possible shutdowns of multiple weight loss centers around the United States. Looking to the economic side of things, today we learned that factory orders increased only 9 tenths of a percent in March, 2 tenths below forecast. It was also announced that the number of job openings in March was 9.59 million, roughly 385,000 less than in February. Tomorrow, we will get the Federal Reserve's interest rate decision. The markets have priced in an 87% chance that they will raise the target rate 25 basis points to 5.25%. While some believe that this week's turmoil in the financial sector will encourage the Fed to leave rates unchanged, it is unlikely given that March's PCE reading came in up 4.6% year-over-year, well above the 2% goal. 
Going into earnings for the day, rideshare company Uber reported a much better than expected first quarter. Revenues came in at $8.82 billion, $110 million above expectations. Most importantly, however, the company reported an earnings per share of $0.33, cents, over double $0.15 cent expectations. Shares of the company traded up 11.5% on the day. Biopharma company Pfizer reported revenues of $18.28 billion and earnings per share of $1.23. While revenues came in strong, demand for COVID-19-related products continues to wane, making investors hesitant to buy into the company. British Petroleum reported revenues of $56.18 billion, two and a quarter billion below estimates, and earnings per share came in at 28 cents, four cents better than analysts expected. However, shares of the company are trading down over 8% in the face of a possible recession due to turmoil in the financial sector. Marriott reported beats all around. Revenue came in at 5.62 billion, 200 million better than expected, and earnings per share came in at $2.09, significantly above $1.84 expectations. Shares of the company are trading up just under 5% on the day. Chip designer AMD reported revenues of $5.35 billion, slightly better than expectations, and an earnings per share of $0.60, cents, $0.04 cents better than expected. However, the company reported a $0.64 cent decrease in revenues from client chip sales and a cautious outlook. Investors sold the company down 6.5% in after-hours. Ford reported on their first quarter, stating revenues were $41.5 billion, up 20% year-over-year. Earnings per share came in at $0.63, cents, 50% better than $0.41 cent expectations. And lastly, Starbucks reported on the second fiscal quarter today, announcing revenues of $8.7 billion and an earnings per share of $0.79, cents, both slightly better than expected. They also announced that domestic same-store sales were up 12%, better than 9% expectations, and weaker-than-expected guidance, however, sank shares of the company 5.5% in after-hours trading. Make sure you tune in tomorrow, where we will go over the performance of the market, economic news, and big names and earnings like CVS Health, Qualcomm, Yum Brands, Albemarle, and Etsy. A quick reminder, if you enjoy our content, check out yesterday's video, where we discussed the airline strike, IBM 7500 employee layoff, and much more. Thank you for watching Econ Recaps, and we hope you have a great night. Cheers.